Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And we welcome you to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. It is estimated that more than 2 million people die each year of liver diseases, including acute hepatitis, cirrhosis, and liver cancer. Approximately five years ago, our guest today was diagnosed with hepatitis C, stage 4 fibrosis, and stage 4 cirrhosis of the liver. When you get to the next stage, a liver transplant is all the government and all the medical profession offers, or you die. And joining us from British Columbia, Canada, to tell his remarkable story of recovery is Paul Baker. Paul, it's good to talk to you. Good to meet you today. Thanks for joining us. You're more than welcome. It's great to be here. Tell us about the lifestyle you were leading when you lived in Southern California that may have led to your liver issues. Well, it it goes back a little further than that. I was in loss prevention for a large uh, chain big box store and I was needle stuck back in the early 2000s, I think around 2005. I never reported it. Didn't draw blood, so I figured no big deal. Anyways, I retired for good in 2014, 2015. I was really enjoying the lifestyle down in California, which was, like I say, cheap wine, cheap vodka, cheap beer, lots of parties. <clears throat> and I started to develop pain in my lower abdomen, like excruciating pain. And I never never discussed it with my wife or said anything about it. And it just kept going on and on. And finally, towards the end of the season in California, I decided I'd call the family doctor in Powell River and tell him I needed to come see him because there was something going on. And what uh, what happened after that? Well, I got to see the doctor. It was April 2016. <clears throat> he ordered blood tests. I went into the hospital that afternoon, had blood drawn, and I got called the next morning by the doctor's office. He said, get in here now. That you've got some serious issues going on. Uh, he said my liver was in the process of shutting down. He yeah. said if I didn't quit drinking, I had probably six months to live. Uh, I was diagnosed hepatitis C positive and stage four cirrhosis and stage four fibrosis. Um, I learned from that point, I did a lot of research, that uh, cirrhosis is considered pre-liver cancer. So right. it was, uh, I, I, I didn't know what to do because you think about, you were saying earlier about taking uh, pharmaceuticals and stuff. Well, everything you take goes through your liver. So, and it was, in, it was in no mood to do anything. Oh, dear. So, Paul, just for listeners, what is the difference between cirrhosis of the liver and fibrosis of the liver? Fibrosis is the beginning of cirrhosis. So what your liver goes into the first stage of it is is fibrosis, when it starts to get fibrous. And then cirrhosis is when it basically is like a piece of burnt meat. Okay. It's not pretty. So, okay. Paul, so Paul, when you when you were told that you had to quit drinking, did you? Oh, oh yeah, that day. <laughs> that day. Yeah, that day. Good, yeah, good for tough. you. So no looking back, eh? 
No, I had just recently retired, and I figured I've got a nice life here, and I don't really feel like packing in anytime soon. So, You've you know, worked all this all these years for it. Um, were you when you were getting this pain, Paul? Did you have any inkling that it was as serious as it was? Uh, towards the end, yeah, I actually started self-diagnosing myself. I thought maybe I had stomach cancer or something, but it turns it turns out as your liver is shutting down, it no longer processes the bile. And it sends it directly to your abdominal cavity, which is called ascites. Ah. And so I was getting quite bloated. I, I actually looked like I had a little pot belly on me. Okay, and that was because the bile was being pushed into the abdomen. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And that ascites can be quite painful, too. If it oh, gets, it was. Gets it was. Of- I kept telling my wife, I think I have indigestion, but it was like, you know, I, I couldn't go to any functions or anything. I just didn't want to do anything. I was lying in bed for days. So when you had this bile in your stomach, when you ate something, was it problematic? Oh, yeah, almost immediately, especially richer foods like barbecue sauces. and Well, down in Southern California, there's a lot of rich food as well, a lot of uh, Hispanic food. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was almost immediate. That's why I said, oh, maybe it's just indigestion for a while. Then I thought, well, no, it's more serious than that because it's all the time. So in April 2016, when you were diagnosed with this issue and the doctor said, if you don't quit drinking right away, you know, you have six months to live. Psychologically, I like to ask people this this question. What did that do to you psychologically? Scared the crap out of me. Scared the crap out of you. Yep. But I mean, it, it was a no-brainer. I thought, well, no, I, I don't intend to pack it in anytime soon. I was just starting to enjoy my life after working for forty-three years. So you was, know, that's that's a really interesting comment because Corey and I have talked over the years of, of about people who are successful when they start using cannabis or want to use cannabis, and people who want other people to do something for them. Mm-hmm. And I think what you've done is you say, okay, I'm not going to pack it in. I'm going to do what is necessary in order to keep living. And I think those are very strong words for someone to say to themselves because yes. because you have this desire to continue. You don't want to just say, oh, poor me, I'm going, I'm going to die yeah. and then give up. No. And, and I, have a, I have a very loving wife who was who, – totally supportive and uh, gave me a lot of encouragement and you know let's let's get through this that was it was I owe a lot to her as well Paul did she initially have any kind of inkling that you were as ill as you were uh no I disguised it pretty well um Uh, the guy thing the guy thing yeah yeah (laughs) oh for sure for sure Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> just, just indigestion. Yeah. Just indigestion. No, don't mind me being doubled over here. Exactly. exactly. And she patted your little pot belly. <laughs> don't touch me, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, you quit drinking. What happened after that? Well, I qualified for, for the hepatitis aspect of it. I qualified for the... Uh, groundbreaking the Harvoni treatment, which uh, luckily the government supported me because I was in such bad shape. Uh, it's 
it's $25,000 per month for the wow. uh, four-month four treatment. Mm-hmm. And uh, they supported it and paid for it because my liver was in such bad shape. I mean, I feel for people who don't qualify because there's no way I could have paid for it myself. And there's people that probably die because they can't or don't qualify. Yeah, but, Paul, was one, was one of the qualifiers whether or not you had quit drinking? I honestly can't say probably. Yeah, because yeah, I know, with, you know, I know being involved with some liver patients back a few years ago who were uh, where it was an alcohol induced liver problem. If they yeah. didn't drinking, they weren't even put on the transplant list. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the, having some initiative or showing some initiative probably had something to do with it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And prior to uh, prior to using that drug, I think they were using interferon, weren't they? Perhaps that's correct. Yeah. That, yeah that which is it. a chemo drug. That, that was another at, another one of the reasons after I was needle stuck that I was so fearful. I was also an auxiliary police constable for many years. And I worked with a fella in the deta- one of the detachments who had been needle stuck and went on interferon. And he said it was like, it was one of the worst things he ever did. He felt so sick. Mm. Yeah. It was like chemotherapy for hepatitis. So. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. So you did you did the Harvani treatment, is it? And you came through that with flying colors, or what was that like for you? Uh, it, the only thing with the Harvani treatment was a little bit of fatigue and frequent headaches. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was it was good. And they cleared. I was uh, pronounced fully clear after uh, about six months. Of uh, 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 clear of the Hep C. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So what? were your options as far as trying to, in quotations, fix your liver? Nothing. <laughs> I, I did as much research as I possibly could. I mean, I went and looked at, you know, looked at milk thistle. I was just looking for anything. But knowing that pharmaceuticals, anything, any kind of a chemical is going to go through your liver. And that's where it's processed. Probably, yeah, and probably damage it more than it well, already probably. <clears throat> So, so what after, uh, what what was the next step after in order to help your liver? You went through all this research and realized well, that everything you put in your body passes through your liver. I went I went and contacted an old friend who happens, <laughs> who happens to be your co-host. Yeah, she's old. Yeah, <laughs> she's old. Well, I'll, I'll just tell you, old. Corey and I have known each other since grade one. Yeah, she told me that story, and I said, we got to have some fun with this. That, yeah. Uh, you- so, yeah, so listeners, Paul Baker, the man you're listening to, was my very first crush in life. Wow. There you go. The world knows now. Yeah, and I remember I, I my, grade, my, grade one, my grade one report card, Paul said, my first one said, Corey is an excellent academic student, but she... If she refrained from talking to the boy next to her, she could do even better. <laughs> so that I'm blaming on you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyways, I, I've known Corey all these years, and we've obviously lost contact, but the, the Facebook era brought everybody kind of back in together again, and I, I started following Corey and her journey and her expertise on uh, on cannabis and stuff so I thought well I can't I, I spoke with my family doctor and the internal medicine specialist about cannabis oil and they said well at that time there was no way they would 
condone it or say, okay, here's your blessing. But they did say, what harm can it do? So, you know, give it a try. So I contacted Corey and uh, away we went. Let's go, uh, Corey, take us through some of the details. And, and Paul, you chime in on how much you took, how often you took, what you took. Okay, we- so Paul was on a, a multi-strain oil. I don't recall what strains. Um, I'm going to tell you that it was probably about 68 to 72, somewhere in there, percent THC. Um, what I suggested to him was to uh, do oral and suppositories um, and to try and build up to approximately a gram a day. I didn't know if we were going to be able to turn this around and I didn't know how much it was going to take because generally uh, with illnesses that aren't cancer, sometimes it takes far less than a gram to, to uh, you know, straighten the person up or, you know, start seeing some uh, um, positive uh reaction to it so i think we worked you up to a gram though paul i'm pretty sure yeah there was also a tea i took too that i drank yeah, every day. yeah there was a cannabis tea that you drank yeah. Yeah, yeah as well so that would be you know getting still more thc cbd cbg cbn etc into you mm-hmm. but yeah um i do remember one night you took too much <laughs> yeah. and i do remember <laughs> looking at you on video and talking with your wife <laughs> And trying to tell her that you were going to be just fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a, got a little high one night. So. A little? A little high? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah the, I think that was about a 10-hour event, Paul, if I recall. It was, yeah. I yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Paul, you were doing this every day. And how soon did you notice improvement? Well, I, my family doctor has been very proactive and he was, the first uh, six months, he was getting tests done every three months. And then after that, every six months and for liver functioning tests. And mm-hmm. the, there was a, a, a plus, uh, he also did the cancer test, the alpha theta protein, for, which looks for the cancer cells in the liver. And it kept, the, the AFP test kept clear the whole time and the liver function tests improved every single blood test that I had. Uh, there's one test that uh, the, where the liver processes alcohol is called the gamma GT. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think average is about 15 to 28. And at my, when I first was tested, I was at a 655. Jesus. Wow. So yeah, I was, my, my liver was not processing anything. It was just, but every six months I've been tested since for the liver function my, all my liver functions are perfectly normal now and uh, the AFP tests have been negative so far which is awesome what's your gamma GT level now uh, about 22 wow yeah. wow that's really phenomenal I mean you know not to be dramatic here but I, I, I don't think I am in saying that you quite literally were just a step away from death and mm-hmm. turned oh, that all around Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, you were on death's doorstep. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. Oh. And I'm, I'm, I'm forever reminded by my wife when there's any kind of an ache or a pain, she said, go see the doctor. So yeah. Don't, don't mess around. Did you have 
a belief within you that you didn't tell anyone that this was going to work? Um, that I that I didn't think or did think you did think that it was going to work. Yeah, you you had this positive attitude. You know, you've tried everything. Um, yeah. This this is going to work for me. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's the the, the power of positive thinking, and I I don't want to sound like uh, Joseph Murphy, I think, who wrote the book, didn't he? Or Dale Carnegie? I think it was Dale right. Carnegie. But, you know, if you believe in what you're doing, the chances are it will be successful. But if you have your doubts, then your subconscious mind will work against you instead of for you. Because, yeah. you know, your your liver is is functions through uh, your autonomic nervous system. We have no idea that our liver right now is working for us. It's the yeah, same, same with your heart, your lungs, everything in your in, internally is mm-hmm. produced through your autonomic nervous system. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting what, uh, I don't think we, Corey, have we ever interviewed anyone with this sort of liver issue? No, no, this is a first. This is a first, and Paul, you know, as I messaged you the other night, your story has already affected people, and I've, I've had two more messages this morning of people reaching out and going, wow, this is the first time I feel like I have some hope. Can you speak with me? So, yeah. <clears throat> you really I, I wanted to add that uh, last, uh, just in March, I had gallbladder surgery, and pre the surgery, I had to go through all the list of ailments that I've had with the surgeon. And after the surgery, I was in the hospital bed, and he came in, and he said, yeah, the surgery went great. And he says, and I got to tell you, I says, your liver looks good. Nice. He was surprised after I had told him about the stage four cirrhosis and everything. He said, you know, it's it's functioning well and looking good. And I think, yep. So right you, you had That's surgery fun. just a couple of months ago? Yeah, gallbladder surgery, yeah. What was, uh, what was the issue with your gallbladder? Uh, stones. Oh, okay, I, I, a, I, I like to eat bacon <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Stones, Paul. That reminds me of being stoned. I remember grade eight. I don't know if you'll remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I know the stories grade he's going to tell. This Mary is Gold Park. Mary Gold Park, and I remember right. we were there, a bunch of us that we hung out with, and you rolled a joint like I have never seen rolled like this thing was like one of the old, you know, the old-fashioned Tampax tampons with a great big cardboard thing, like about six, seven <laughs> inches long and about a half inch wide. That was the joint you rolled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're only quiet, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't recall, but I do, I do, I do remember that. You, pro- you were probably stoned. <laughs> I probably was. Yeah, that wasn't too far from the family homes. So. <laughs> oh, oh, that was just up the road. Yeah, that was grade eight. But boy, oh boy. Um, it's incredible what you've accomplished here, Paul. Did you um, do any pharmaceuticals at all with this fibrosis, um, cirrhosis? No, nothing. nothing. Never did. Never, nothing. never took a thing what, for it other than the oil. What's your doctor's, what was your doctor's response when he saw how well you were responding to uh, cannabis oil? He's uh, he, he's a funny guy. I really like him. He's uh, he's a good family doctor. He's taken on my wife. And he's taken on my mother, who just recently moved to Fall River. Yeah, uh, he keeps everything close to the vest. I mean, he 
Mm-hmm. He's not say, hey, that was great, but I mean, he's, yeah, keep up the good work kind of thing. That's all he yeah. has. So. Yeah, you've got his attention sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's amazing. Sure. Paul, when you were doing um, oil, if I recall correctly, you did suppositories in the day and oral at night. Was that your regime? That's correct. Yeah, yeah and then you drank the tea. At night. Just, just at night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, and yeah. did you get to a, did you get to a gram a day? I believe you did. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I yeah. Think so. I think yeah. So. How and much are you how, taking as a maintenance dose? Sorry, Corey. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Paul. How much are you taking as a maintenance dose? Uh, nothing. Oh, you don't take it anymore. Nope. No. No. Liver is functioning well. I'm not concerned about it. I mean, if I have to go back. If the if the AFP numbers ever show up, then I may do something about it. But right now, I'm not uh, yeah, yeah. concerned. Yeah, you're fine. Um, I, I, I I will I will admit I may have a gummy once in a while, especially when I'm camping. Oh hey, <laughs> what's a little gummy between campers? <laughs> <laughs> so just for people people who are listening, um, and who have cleared themselves of cancer, it's a different regime. Please stay on a maintenance dose. With, yes. with cancer. Um, Paul, I think you're fine not being on a maintenance dose, and obviously your liver's continuing to function fine, and as long as you're just sort of keeping an eye on your numbers, you're, you know, you're good. Oh, yeah, every six months. Every six months. Awesome. So, Corey, why do I take a maintenance dose? Do you, take maintenance? <laughs> you just take a maintenance dose to get through each day. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, Paul, I met Corey when I uh, was doing an open line show, and uh, I did it for just over three years, and then they started firing everyone on the air. Um, But I used to interview Corey once a month, and man, we used to get a lot of calls, didn't we, Corey? Oh, gosh, yeah. That was CFAX, Paul. CFAX Radio? Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I tried cannabis smoking it in the late 60s and early 70s but um i never tried the new stuff and Corey got me some got me some oil and i tried it and man i was wasted just like you were for a long time you know laying in bed middle of the night thinking okay i've got to get up and pee but i can't get up yeah <laughs> you're laughing well, he did way more than he was supposed to. I said, only do X amount. Right. So he, d- he doubled it up. So he doubled it up. After an hour, he wasn't feeling anything, so he took more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's fantastic what you've done, and it's really a testament to the medical value of cannabis in restoring your liver Mm-hmm. From uh, you know when you when you were drinking, the doctor says if you don't quit drinking, you've got six months to live. And here you are today. The doctor takes a look at your liver through your gallbladder surgery and says oh, your liver looks great. Yeah. And I think that is that is absolutely fantastic. Good for you. Oh, thank you. I gotta say, and I fully believe cannabis does cure. Right, yeah. it cures a lot of things besides, and then we interview people uh, mainly with cancer, but, uh, you know, next week we have an interview with uh, a person who um, has severe spinal pain, 
And uh, I think it's fantastic. I really do. And uh, I'm so happy for you. What's like, what's, what's your body like with your gallbladder out? Uh, I've had no issues. None yeah. whatsoever. Because None the, whatsoever, not even eating? You're still able to eat whatever you pretty much please? Or are you absolutely. Be careful? Absolutely. Anything I want. <laughs> you even, even bacon? I had bacon this morning, but well. <laughs> hash browns. Oh boy! Okay. <laughs> Paul, it was uh, it was great to talk to you. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, good to meet you. And I think what this will do, hopefully, this will do, is those people who are listening to it, who may have or may know someone uh, who has liver problems. Uh, they will now recognize how valuable cannabis is to restore liver function. And, Absolutely. And, yeah, and that they do have a chance to, you know, hopefully get their liver working optimally. Mm-hmm. I've had, I've recently had a couple people contact me who've uh, developed uh, autoimmune cirrhosis, and they said, "Can you help me? Do you know somebody?" And I said, "I do." <laughs> Come to think of it, yes. Well, wonderful, Paul, and that's what it's about, I tell you, paying it forward like this. Thank you so much for your precious time. I know you uh, gave up a volunteer gig today to do this for us, and we much, much appreciate it. It's very, very nice. We do, Paul. uh, You guys are more than welcome. I'm very happy to be here and very happy to help. Thank you, Paul. Take good care. And we thank Paul, and we'd also like to thank you, our listeners, for supporting us and sharing our podcasts with others who would benefit from hearing these testimonials about the healing power of cannabis. And if you'd like to support us, there's a few ways you can do that. You can become a monthly supporter for as little as $5 a month on our Patreon page, or you can make a one-time donation through our website, Cannabis Health. Radio.com. And don't forget to spread the word about our show. Write a review on the platform that you listen to our podcasts on and share the podcasts on social media because, as you know, you just might save a life. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back next week for another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website. CannabisHealthRadio.com Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, 
cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.